We've got to realize that what we carry is greater than the bondage on anyone out there. And sickness. We're going to talk about Jesus. What Jesus experienced when he stepped into the river and heaven was ripped open. That spirit came and for the very first time it stayed. We're not just servants, we're friends. I'm more hungry. He's going to put more in me and I'm going to have more to give away. You don't coerce the presence to fit your lifestyle. You bend your lifestyle to carry the presence. Welcome back to Lebanon House of Prayer podcast. We got Michael and Rob here. You guys know them. They're not strangers. Dude, I'll get this cord out of your way, man. There we go. They're not strangers. Oh, man, we've got... We are strangers. Yeah. No, not here, though. Stranger things. Stranger things. That is true. There are. You guys are walking in some stuff. Michael, Michael, share a little bit about what happened this last weekend, dude. You had a revival extended an extra day. Yeah. Halloween night. Halloween night. Halloween night. Come on. Tell me about it. Yep. So... Like over the last three months, I, I, we've had Halloween scheduled with two yeah. other churches, and um, and both of them canceled for for whatever reasons. Right. And I've been asking the Lord, like, Lord, I'd I'd really like to just minister on Halloween because that's yeah. actually yeah. it's actually Reformation Day. Oh, when wow. Luther, I it, didn't realize that. It I didn't was put that o- together. It was October thirty first, fifteen seventeen, when yeah. Luther nailed the ninety five thesis on the door of the Church of Wittenberg. Yeah. So I'm like, I want to minister that day. He <laughs> knows so much history. I know. Look at you're so dangerous. Dude, like I, I want to minister that country. day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so absolutely. So so, but two times got canceled, and yeah. then and a friend of ours messaged said, "Hey, you know you." been to our our house before would you come back to our house of prayer and would you minister and i was just going to minister on uh saturday night and then sunday a.m p.m yeah which would have been the 30th and then we were going to drive home on the 31st yeah well that first night that first night there was a minister there pastor there 80 years old wow and he Mm. got radically touched by the lord (laughs) and like his heart was just stirred right and uh, and he said, I, I feel led to call a solemn assembly. Come on, that's and, a Joel. And he said, I'm gonna call a solemn assembly, wow. and I'd like you to minister in the same theme that you ministered tonight. Yeah. And and our region needs to hear this word. Wow. And so, which which is wild, because you know, even on Friday when we were driving up, I told the Lord, I said, Lord, would you open up doors? And Saturday morning is the gas station and found a key underneath my feet laying right there. <laughs> he like, you know, he's listening. He's, listen, he's, he's listening. He's listening. He's listening. I hear you, son. And then unbeknownst to that pastor, like I've been yeah. living in this like season of extended prayer and fasting and, yeah. uh, and been, in particular been crying out. Like I told mm. pastor David Williams in Arkansas, I think I called him like, a month ago, I said, "Man, I don't know what it is. I don't. I don't want to do revivals. I want to do solemn assemblies. That's what I feel like the Lord's calling me to mm, do." Wow! And like He hadn't told a soul because David just takes it and just goes to prayer for you. Yeah. And um, and so when this other pastor shows up, says, "Would you stay one extra day and do a solemn assembly?" I'm like, wow. "Lord, wow, what on. are you doing?" Wow! Come on, that's so good, Michael. It was just an inc- it was an incredible night, man. Yeah. Incredible, incredible <laughs> night. Talk on Reformation Day, not Halloween. Not Reformation Day. Yeah, yeah. We, we worship Jesus, not the devil, that night, and it was dude, awesome. That's so good. So, 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 let me ask a question. Yeah. I, I know Go you're ahead. you're MCing here. Um, so, uh, Michael, uh, we've been talking. What, gosh, I don't know, five, six years now. Yeah. And I've had the privilege to uh, to uh, speak into your life, but there's been an increase in the anointing. 
um, in your life. Yeah. And and I don't. I mean, it's, it's not it's not flattery. I mean, we all right. see it. Yeah. What 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 are some things that <laughs> increase that? What what um, like so so our listeners here. Yeah. Um, how, how do we how do we increase that? How do, how what have you been doing? Okay. To help. I was going to say the, that. the increase. I mean, I want it, but it's not something that I'm like, if I do this, I'll get an increase. That's yeah, not, good. that's not my thought process. Right. My process is Lord, make me more hungry. Mm. And, and I figure if I'm, if I'm more hungry, he's going to put more in me and I'm going to have more to give away. That's good. <laughs> so, so it's more, yeah. so it's, I want to be hungrier for your word. Yeah. And, uh, and in, in particular, the last four months has been just prayer, prayer and water fasting, wow. water and coffee. I'll do a co- coffee's brown water. I heard That's someone right. say That's that. Awesome. Yeah, I heard you that. I'll do, I'll do, you know, water fast extended. And do, do you think, do you think crying out for hunger produces a greater humility? Y- yes. Mm. Yes. Cause you realize when you ask the Lord to make you more hungry, you realize your ineptitude. Yeah. And how like the things that we're privileged to get to do, like we're, I'm not qualified to do it. Right. Not smart enough, quick enough, not witty enough. Like, and 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 just not, not the face of anything that would just attract people to it. And so, I I I think through that, through that, the Lord just really, it's, it, 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 I don't know, hunger. It's like Matthew 17. Yeah. When the Lord, when when the Lord casted out of that demon, out of that young man that was throwing himself in the fire and the water. Yeah. Okay. And then Jesus said this, Jesus said, you know, his disciples said, why couldn't we do it? And he said, if you have faith, the size of a mustard seed, you can tell this mountain move and it'll be moved. And then he says, this kind comes out only by way of prayer and fasting. And I, I think with those two married you know, I'm hungry, so my faith increases, but then that prayer and fasting humbles you to where it, it doesn't make you think that it was your faith that yeah, did it. That's good. It was Jesus in you that did right. it. That's good. So I love that. That's good. You know, I was reading this familiar story. It, yeah. Your life reminds me of this, Michael. In, in Luke 11, huh. the guy goes before a friend. Huh. A friend. Yeah. How did he know his friend had three loaves of bread? No. Intimacy. Yeah. He knew. So someone shows up to his house. He didn't have anything. Wow. He goes to his friend. Wow. It's not just an associate. It's a friend. It's Jesus. So, so, so the context of prayer is intimacy. Yeah. <laughs> um, in John 15, 15, we're not just servants. We're friends. Wow. Because servants don't know the master's business. That's right. right. To put it in this context, servants wouldn't know that the master has any bread, but a friend would. Wow. And so the friend goes before yeah. his friend. I know you've got bread. We're yeah. friends, and I know that. But here's the line that I think that hmm. absolutely blows me away. He says, I have nothing to set before huh. my fr- I have nothing. And, and I think, Michael, what I've watched over the years, if, if I can just um, uh, honor you, I have watched you over the years come to the place to you realize I don't have anything. Yeah. I, I don't have anything. I don't, I don't have a, I don't have, it isn't my name. It isn't a reputation. It isn't my association with, with anybody. At the end of the day, I have nothing. And unless you source me 
I have nothing to give people that I'm standing in front of. And that's yeah. what I've seen in you. And I think that is the essence of humility. <laughs> That'll draw anointing, won't it? <laughs> that will. Yeah. That brings them. That's so good. That's so good. And we believe anointing is what brings transformation, right? Yeah, it's the mm. anointing that breaks the yoke. Right. It's not good messages, right? Like no. good, good messages are, I mean, there's a lot of good messages out there. So, right? so, so what is the anointing? Mm. That's good. That's good. That's <laughs> I'm it. I'm sorry, I keep asking the question. No, keep going. That's good. Well, I think uh, immediately when I think of anointing, I think of what, what uh, Jesus stood up in, in Luke chapter 4 and said, hey, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me, right? He's anointed me. And it's that picture of the Old Testament anointing where in the Old Testament they would anoint prophet, priests, and kings, and they would take that, that jar and they'd pour out that oil, and it wasn't just a little bit, right? Like we use a little bit of anointing oil, but it was that big jar, and yeah. it literally is on his head, running down his beard, running down his clothes, pulling at his feet. Yeah, That's the Holy Spirit being poured out. Mm. That's anointing. See, like I think that's anointing. And when someone when when someone walks in that, that brings transformation. Yeah, that's I think that's right on. I I think the Greek word for Messiah means anointed one. Mm. Means yeah, one right. smeared with the oil. Smeared with the oil. Well, that's that's interesting too because Old Testament equivalent of anoint. I studied this is is to be smeared. A New Testament anoint means to be stuffed. <laughs> really, mm. really. Like, where'd you get the stuff from? Like. That's the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I got you're, you. I got you. you like, stuff me. I'm thinking that's Thanksgiving. A, that's that whole, he's, he's, he's in me for my benefit yes. and he's on me for the world's benefit. Line. Oh, that's good. That is good. So that's that's John 14, 17. Yeah, yeah. he's in me and on me. Yeah. And smeared so, and stuff. Smeared, <laughs> smeared and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, I was talking. I, was, I love that. I was talking that's our title right there. Smeared and, and stuff. stuff. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Smeared and Stuff. No, yeah, this is the podcast. <laughs> this is the podcast, Smeared this, and Stuff. It's going to be great. People will <laughs> oh, listen to it. Yeah. I, listen, I, I think that it's a beautiful thing to have the presence of Jesus rest on you. Mm. Yeah. And, and I, I wonder sometimes, it's just a thought, I wonder if he can be in me. Yeah. But not on me. I wonder if, if he's in me because I'm born again. We get the Holy Spirit. We can be born again without the Spirit. So we're born again. But if I don't steward, if I don't mm. honor the presence that is on me, not that he's flighty, but we've often made the analogy, actually, uh, um, R.T. Kendall did, yeah. is that the dove rests on us but we have to adjust our life for the dove. In other words, the dove will not remain unless there is an adjustment of our life for the sake and the cause of the dove. And, and so um, he relates that. I remember I was listening to one of his books, Pigeon Religion. Mm. And he often says, you know, some people don't have doves, they have pigeons on their shoulders. <laughs> but, but he said, you know, pigeons can tolerate noise, they're dirty, they're, they're possessive. And he said, so sometimes people carry pigeons. Yeah. But he says, a dove, you have to adjust your life. And um, there's a recognition of what you carry that forces you into a life of 
honoring the presence. Yeah, that's good. You don't make it, you don't coerce the presence to fit your lifestyle. You bend your lifestyle Amen. to carry the presence. <clears throat> that's really yeah. good. And it's, he makes that. And that's why I say, I wonder. What and, and I think he applied, he applied, he uh, implied that in his book. Yeah. That, that he's in me because I'm born again. But, but sometimes because of my carelessness, yeah. he may not gravitate on me. Rest on me. Mm -hmm. And that's, I wonder if that's where you would get your, you know, your transformation. Because he says, the spirit of the Lord's upon me, you know, to preach good news to the poor to bind up the brokenhearted. And so this, when the spirit of the Lord's upon us and we're anointed for that, that's when we see transformation. That's mm -hmm. when we see people get set free. That's when the gospel is declared with truth, right? Like it's declared with power and, and it's good news for the beggar, right? And so yeah. that's the difference, like, cause he can live inside of us, but is he resting on us? Like, is there yeah. that well, anointing? It makes sense. Jesus was, yeah, he was filled with the Holy Spirit when he was still in the crock pot, basically. Yes. Right, and the womb he was filled. Yes. And then in Matthew three, when he was baptized, that's when heaven was open and the spirit and came upon him. And then that's when he was commissioned. That's when he went out and did his ministry. Yeah. So, and so, so that's a, mm. but that, that brings up an interesting point. Like what you're saying there is like, that was a new thing. The baptism was a new thing. Yes. Cause people in the old Testament, we get baptized from above, but the spirit would come and go, right? Yes. Like the spirit would come and go. But for the, even with John the Baptist, he was filled Right. right in the womb but what jesus experienced when he stepped into the river and heaven was ripped open that spirit came and for the very first time it stayed yeah john john 1 32 it remained it remained and you know that was a big deal yeah it was that shifted everything shifted everything yeah and then that's where we also see the demonic begin to manifest because now the spirit's staying here yeah so so to push that a bit so the spirit within and the spirit without, there was congruency. Yeah. And so everywhere Jesus walked, then what he carried had the capacity to uproot what you're just saying, anything that was demonic. Mm, that's so good. That is just so by good. Just walking into a room, yes. now there's going to be an uprising of darkness because of what he carried. What he carried. You see that right away, like the first first place he goes, goes to the Nazareth, and then he goes to Capernaum, right? right. Both synagogues, right? Both things upwritten. One, they want to kill him. Wrath is exposed. Yeah, and so Man. Jesus walks through the crowd, which we might say anyone who carries an anointing, chances are, is going to be denigrated and attacked. Right. That's good. Because I was thinking, I, I was actually talking to Brick about this because I was going through those stories. The reason it's uproot is because Jesus actually has authority. And the enemy will take a will try to occupy an area where authority is back, there's vacuum, right? Yes. So the enemy tries to come in and occupy that and get you to think it has authority. But when Jesus, who is the real authority, shows up, he says to this, no, 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 you're actually underneath me. So I rebuke you, I call you to come underneath me, Man, right? That's, that, that, that's why things get uprised, right? Because in the vacuum and so the fever at Peter's house really should not have the authority to stay, but they had never seen a, a, a spirit filled man, yeah. Jesus. And so when he walks in there, he's like, no, 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 I rebuke you. Why? Because I actually have authority over you and you, no, 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 you gotta come back in this mission because you think you're, but I'm bringing you back under. 
and it's gotta go, yeah. right? Yeah. All three good. stories. That's good. So when you walk in, there's that like, you know, that's, that's interesting in, um, in Mark four, Yeah. you know, uh, Jesus says, Mark four, verse 35, he says to his disciples, let's go to the other side. Yes. Now they're, they're in, they're in, uh, uh, Capernaum where there's a synagogue on every corner. Yeah. The other side is an area near, uh, Decapolis yeah. in cities, which right. is an area overrun, not just by Gentiles, but Rome and and uh had occupied that area it was very demonic and and just it was crazy and so jesus says to his boys let's go yeah and you guys know what happened there's this massive whirlwind mm. and and i think in verse 37 it says a fierce gale of wind yeah i think that was a preemptive strike wow. I, I think it was the enemy because what was the first thing that jesus did when he got to the area of <laughs> what's called garasa yeah what, what was the first thing that happened was was He's, he's met with a dude that has a yeah. legion, which is a Roman numeral for 6,000 demons. Yeah. Approach Jesus and, you know, they're uprooted. Right. They're cast out. Didn't have a chance. Didn't have a chance. Because <clears throat> even though the guy had 6,000 de demons, when Jesus shows up, real authority shows up, he still bows. Even he still with 6,000 demons right. inside of him. Which saying you, no. You, he says, I gotta go down. Yes. Because <laughs> real authority's here. We've got to realize that what we carry is greater than the bondage on anyone out there. And sickness. Yeah. And, and uh. <laughs> this is where we, is this where we're, yeah. is this where we're going? Because I want to see that. I want to see that. I want to see people healed, not just spiritually, you know, the yeah. soul, but body. Like be whole, be whole. Yeah. Well, would you say, what do you, what, what did you want to say? No, <laughs> I, say something? no, it, it, it's, I was just thinking about when we pray and minister for people yeah. that, you know, the propensity is for them to say, you know, how can, you know, we say, how can I pray for you? And then they, yeah. I'm like, I don't, don't need to hear all that because yeah. what, what's in me is greater than what's afflicting you. Yeah. Yes. And, and sometimes it's almost as if the enemy wants to use when they give in, they're giving you their resume, if you will, is trying right. to talk you out of like that yeah. anything's going to happen in their life. Yes. Yes. Because we get overwhelmed by the circumstances yeah. and lose sight of the truth that we're carrying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's true, Michael. That's so good. That's, that's true. And those are the, you know, those five things you talked about with us this weekend. The circumstances get larger than the truth, truth. that we carry. Yeah. Right? Yes, that's 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 huge. Because uh, you live in discouragement, defeat, unbelief, doubt. People live in that stuff yeah. because they they bought into the circumstance. So, so let's just let's just go right for the 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 gut on this. Yeah. <laughs> Is healing the will of God. <laughs> oh my goodness. Dealing the will of God. Hold on, I gotta check my timer. Okay, we got time. Maybe. Yeah, we got time, go ahead. I'm asking you guys. <sighs> yes, it is. It is. Because uh, I think, the, yeah. when I think of will, I think desire. Uh -huh. I think it's desire. When I think of will, I'm not thinking act as far as like control. When I yeah. think will, I think it's his desire. And we may have we may have touched on this. Jeremiah yeah. said the last time. Sometimes God doesn't get what He wills. Yes. What he desires what He desires. Yeah, and we know that because He said, 
hey, I, I desire that none should perish. Yeah. But we know that they're going to be people in hell mm-hmm. because they've chosen that. Yeah. But his desire is like, no, I don't want any of that to happen. Right. right. So we know that that's a good example in scripture where he doesn't get what he wants. So what do you say, Jeremiah? Yeah. Um, oh, if he was man, only here. here. He's not here. He's not here. That's okay. Well, the next podcast, which we're getting ready to do again, I, I want to talk about healing. I want to dive into it. I want to deep dive healing. And I want to really ask you some, some good questions. But mm-hmm. this was smeared and stuff. The smeared and stuff. Smeared and stuff. <laughs> smeared yeah. and stuff. Smeared and stuff. So, hey, pray us out here. Pray us out. And just for more anointing for people. Sure. So, Lord, we pray. We pray that you make every person that's either watching or listening, and even the three of us in this room today, we, we yes. ask for an increased hunger for you. I pray for an increased hunger and thirst after righteousness. That way we're going to be filled and not filled partially, but we're going to be yes. filled all the way up, Lord. I pray for an increase of desire to want to be with you. I pray for an increase of desire to get to know you and get to know your heart, Lord. And then also, because we're growing closer to you, I I believe wholeheartedly, Lord, that you will increase the anointing, Mm. the, the, the weightiness that people operates in simply because they're growing closer to you, Lord. So I pray that today in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Jeremiah, we, we, what are we going to do without him? I know. We, it's going to be, it'll be hard. We're going to have to make it. <laughs> we're have to make it. We're trying to think of something to say. Yeah. We're not recording, right? Oh, we're recording. Oh, never mind. <laughs>